Hey everybody, I'm Laura Desiree. Welcome to Licked and Loaded. Joining me for today's episode is podcaster and brand new porn starlet to hit the scene, Evie Envy. Let's go meet her. I'm so excited to have you on my show. I mean, yes. there's so much happening on your end of things. I'm I'm happy I got this time with you because who knows what it's going to be like a week from now, uh, a year from now. You might be the most impossible celebrity to get a hold of. Oh my God, I'm hoping. Let's see, yes. right now I'm trapped in Canada, but after that, like I'm going to be completely unhinged. <laughs> that's right. So for everyone that's tuning in and meeting Evie Envy for the very first yes. time right now, let's lay it out for them. So Evie, the name of this new podcast series that you're doing actually spells out this point in your life, this moment in your life, uh, yeah. becoming a porn star, becoming Absolutely. a porn star. You are in this pursuit. You've got to tell us the story of really how this journey started for you. Um, I don't know if you know this, but you actually played a role in me getting into porn and following my dreams. Like it was something I always wanted to do growing up, but like I back then like was having like issues with my gender and how I perceived myself and I wasn't so confident like I am today but eventually after like I transitioned and like I found out who I really am I just felt like it was something that was like lingering in the back of my mind and for some reason like I I applied for this job with Cam4 in marketing and I was like okay for some reason, this feels right. Like I got callbacks from a few different jobs and like, I didn't even think about the other ones. I just knew that this was the one. And I went into the interview knowing I was going to get it and I did get it. And it just felt like it was like meant to be. And then I kept going to like events through, through them, like Exotica. And that's, I think the first time that I met you was through Exotica. Yeah. And when I was there, something happened to me, like all the performers around me and the magic of like the event the first day, you could even see it because there's three days. The first day I dressed really conservative. <laughs> By the end of it, I was like almost naked. <laughs> I was like, what's going on to me? I'm changing, but I wasn't changing. I was just like becoming more comfortable with myself. And like when I was there, I was there on like the marketing team and behind the scenes, but it felt wrong. Like I felt like I really should be there as a performer. You know, I should be there yeah. following my dreams. And, and, I remember I was talking to you and Romy and it might've been there or at a shoot in LA, but you were like, honestly, what's holding you back? Like, there's no one that looks like you right now in transport. Like no one's doing what you do. You should just go for it. And I, mean, I was like, whoa, hearing that from like, like Laura and, and Romy who are like two of the most stunning women I know and killing it. I'm like, maybe I do have something that I can you know, give to this porn world. <laughs> I remember but, that exact conversation because yeah. Uh, yeah, we were in Los Angeles. We were in downtown shooting in uh, like the flower district. Uh, I oh remember, gosh, yes, remember yes. that factory we were in. It was like yeah, really late at night. It felt like, <laughs> but I remember having a little steal away moment in the corner where you mm. kind of shared this and you were like, I'm considering it. And is it something I'm going to roll out immediately or is it something I'm going to right. let simmer on the stove for a minute? And I swear to God, it's like you just decided in that moment to seize it because we're talking weeks later, maybe more like months later, but you're actioning it. 
I mean, yeah. you're actually, you're, you're doing it. And, and what, what does that even mean? Did you just start creating uh, like pornographic content and putting it out there? Because nowadays we don't need the studios and the big production companies to release all of our work. Is that the case? Kind of. So you saw when I had that moment and I was like, oh my God, okay, I'm doing this. Like that flip just kind of like switched. And I feel like after that, I started studying the industry more and more intently. Like I started like a super inspired by Romy and Charlotte Stokely and these girls that we were working with. And I just figured out like, okay, if I'm going to do it, how do I have to do it? Like what's when I'm reaching out to companies, what, what's going to be my calling card. So the first thing I did was start a Twitter and OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. started uploading every day, like subscribing to all my favorite stars, figuring out what they were doing and kind of like doing knockoff versions of that. Um, and then eventually I got to a point where I was like so confident and um, I was building a little bit of a fan base. So when I reached out to like companies like Trans Angels and Groovy, um, they wanted to work with me. And I was just like, I was so excited. I It was the middle of, a, of like COVID, like that was like when it started. And I was like, am I really like, is it wrong for me to do this during like a pandemic but at the same time my like friend had just passed away and like there was tons of people that in the world passing away from this pandemic and I was like if I don't do this now what if I never get the chance to do it like what if I'm gone in a month and I never fucking became a porn star (laughs) yeah I mean we have bucket lists for a reason Mm -hmm. uh you're supposed to be checking those things off people like that that's that's exactly you know, if you have something on there, you've got to be getting to actually getting through it and checking that list down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's very inspiring. It really is because it is a leap of faith. And, uh, you know, there are so many people out there just so interested and hopeful and curious about making yeah. that leap themselves. Exactly. And that's why I started the podcast, Becoming a Porn Star, mm-hmm. not just to help me, but to help other people. Because I constantly have girls reaching out saying like, how can I get into the industry? How can I start an OnlyFans? How can I do this? And there's so much out there. Like there are so many platforms, OnlyFans, Cam4, um, there's many events, like mm-hmm. the list goes on. And like, for how many like platforms there are, there aren't that many resources. Mm-mm. Like you really need to find like an elder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so young, but like an, someone like above you um, age-wise who's been in the industry for at least a little bit to yeah. give you like the insights and like show you the ropes. Yeah, it's true. That is such an essential part of it. It's like almost like a mentorship, but really just it having is. someone that is a trusted source that's going to you know help guide you through that, the early steps of it here. So can you yeah. tell us a bit about the kind of content that you're making? Like, what's the the EVNV brand? What are we going to see in your stuff? I am such a slut. (laughs) I'm like literally like everything I like was behind closed doors, just like in the open and like amped up now. The thing is like, I'm super honest um, and genuine. Like I've had people reach out to me and say, Hey, can we run your OnlyFans for you? We run all these top girls. And like, I'm like, no, like I fucking love this. Like I love talking to these people. It turns me on. It makes me feel confident. Even if it takes a lot of time, like I love it. So I'm very genuine. Um, I love interracial, like my partner's Persian. I'm, I love black men, people of all different races. I'm rarely, (laughs) I shouldn't say I'm rarely into white guys, but I just like my personal preferences are like to have a bunch of different, like you know, versatility in my porn. Um, I love being cream pie, cream pie. And I know that sounds slutty to say, but like, it's just my thing. I fucking love it. (laughs) No, it's great. Like no one, no one here should be hating on it because it is great. Let's be real. It's great. And like, 
even if a guy pulls out and like comes all over me, like that's super hot too. Like, I just love exploring these things and not feeling ashamed to do them. Like, I don't want to say I'm unhinged. I wouldn't want to use that word, but like, I feel like I'm uncaged. Like I'm just like free. And like, I've never felt more myself than I do now that I'm like in this industry. You can hear it. You can see it. You can feel it. And it's like that kid in a candy store vibe, right? You just (laughs) want to eat everything. (laughs) Interact with all of it. So I imagine you watch your content. It's not something that you shy away from. So uh, what does that feel like? What's it like watching yourself, whether you're performing solo or whether you are with another performer? So the thing is, um, okay, so filming my own content for OnlyFans and my platforms, like I get to choose the angles and the shots and stuff, but shooting with like studios, I was kind of shook at first because like some of the angles, like they're down on the ground shooting up at you. And I'm like, but wait, like you're seeing all my chins, (laughs) but like at the same time, like it makes your butt look bigger. Right. And that's why they do it. So I get it. But when I first watched my own scenes from a professional studio, I was like, no, don't do this to me. (laughs) But like, now that I've seen it a few times and I'm used to it, I'm like, okay, like I look good. Of course there's things whenever, like, I'm sure you know how it is too. Like when you see yourself on naked news, like you're like, okay, I need to like tweak this a bit. I need to tone up a bit here. Oh yeah. Um, but that's what the doctors are for. <laughs> Literally, that's like, all of that is available nowadays. You know, yeah, if and that, something you want to change, you can do it. That's the thing. And like, I know that there's like a lot of girls that don't want to go the natural route too. So that's amazing too. Like you can also achieve things at the gym and just like with your skincare and being healthy. But even though that's like really fucking hard to do during a pandemic when you're stuck at home and can't work out. Yeah, no, I I know there's a lot that we're missing out on being yeah. safe and, and following these protocols like we're supposed to, but I'm telling you any second, the minute that they tell me it's go, I am going to rip through that gate <laughs> and I am just going to claw the pavement and, you know, no. leap on the first human being I see. That's what's going to happen <laughs> in reality. I totally feel it. I found myself like hitting on like my Uber delivery guys. I was like, okay. mm, it looks, this looks so good. <laughs> I the other day, my uh, in the building I'm in in New York, I have some really good looking doormen and they wear like the cute little outfits. That's kind of hot. That's like a whole like porn scene in itself. Trust me. Doorman. And so the other day they call me on my direct line here in my in my unit. And one of the guys in particular, I have a huge crush on. And when he said that there was a package for me, uh, he said, I'll put it in the elevator. I was hoping he would hand deliver it off. But I said to him, I was like, hang on. I guess I should put a robe on so I don't answer it naked, right? And then I do I that up. too. Oh my God. I love that you just said that. I literally do that too. If I see the guys hot and Uber Eats, I'm like, oh, sorry, let me just throw on some clothes. I'm naked. I know. <laughs> it's I so fucking low. Like sometimes I feel like, I'm like, am I really doing this right now? But like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've hooked up with an Uber delivery guy before and I'll probably do it again. Some of them yeah. are really hot. Hell yeah. <laughs> they are hot. Okay. And they're doing some damn essential work right now. Okay. Essential. Work. It's the least we can do for them. If you can't tip people, find another way to make them happy. Find another right? way, yes. Right. So, what has surprised you about the porn industry? Now that you're 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 into it, you're in. Yeah. What's been the biggest shock? Biggest reality check? Okay, there's a few things. So, like when I first arrived at set, I was like, I didn't like really realize how bright the lights were gonna be. Like I have my own lighting at home, but like literally the set was like so fully lit. I was like, oh my god! But like there's like these pores that are like (laughs) there's like whiteheads on my face that you can see (laughs) and like the cameras are like so like they're all 4k so I don't know like you just want to like be fully hyper aware of everything in the room in that sense and like one of my scenes like 
the the guy's girlfriend was there watching and I was just like okay so I'm really gonna have to get like super comfortable now you know but you have to do it fast right because you're already on set like it's the gig you knew what you signed up for but to actually be there yeah it's intense and then also like shooting for maybe like five or six hours and trying to stay hard the whole time is challenging like a lot of these guys they inject themselves with a needle straight into their cock and I tried to do that, but it hurt so bad and it didn't work on me. And I don't know if that's because I'm on hormone therapy or something, but like, it just didn't work. So the first couple of times I kind of struggled staying hard. Um, but then I like had a scene recently with someone who was like, who we just connected so well. Like I really, really just like genuinely felt a connection with him. And I was hard the entire time. You couldn't stop it. I was like literally hard. Like after I went home, I was like, oh my God, like, should I call him up? Ask if he wants to shoot again, just for me. <laughs> so can I ask what a porn star is to do if the injection isn't going to work and yeah. you have to get through the, the scene, you know, like what in that moment, what did you do to accomplish and stay hard for that? Okay. So I would like leave, go to the washroom, watch porn on my phone, get myself hard and then come back to set but it doesn't last that long if you're doing that. So you have to do it like multiple times throughout the day. And that's fairly normal. Like some of the guys had to do that for me, but then I was in my head thinking like, oh, I guess he's not that into me, but like not everyone you shoot with is going to be into you. Like I'm shooting with these guys who shoot gay porn, um, but now they're also doing a bit of trans porn, but in their real life, they're all like dating cisgender women. Wow. So that was also a surprising thing, but you just have to get over it. Like you need to remember that you're fucking hot. That's why you got the gig. And even if that guy's not like super into you and not hard the entire time, it doesn't mean like there aren't going to be thousands of guys jerking off to this later. Exactly. You know, cause there's a dedicated audience that is dying for the content to be released. They want exactly. to see, they want to see this scene. And I, and that's, you know, the overriding reality there. You are yeah. creating it for someone. Exactly. So finding out like how you can like build yourself up in those moments and not just be like defeated. Cause yeah. if you start to get defeated by like the small things that can and do happen on set, like you're just going to get in your head and then you might have like more trouble getting hard. I mean, it's yeah. so psychological. Like it is. We, we forget, yes, it is a physical thing that we control our bodies to perform, but psychology comes into play. I mean, arousal is conjured that way through psychology. Can I ask what kind of porn you watch? <laughs> like, in that so moment, I'm like, what did you put on? The weirdest thing is that I like never watch trans porn. Like people think that since I'm making trans porn, I like it. But like in my head, I'm just like a beautiful full blown woman. <laughs> so like, I love watching straight porn and like envisioning myself as the girl. Um, I fucking love two guys together. Yeah. Like I love man on man. Like I just, it's weird though, because before I transitioned, yeah. I didn't really like gay men. Like I, I always had trouble like finding like a partner that I was really into and typically went for guys who weren't gay <laughs> until, I, until I met them. Um, and it was really psychological for me. And I feel like now that I've transitioned, I like it way more. And I think that's just because back then I knew that I was a, a woman, right? Like in my soul, I should be a cisgender woman. That's how I should have been born. So like, it makes sense that I'm not like, that I'm mostly just into like straight porn. And now I love watching both men. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm opening myself up. Like now I'm starting to like, try like looking at girl and girl and things like that. And like, I didn't even know I was into women until like this year. 
I really didn't. This whole porn thing has opened up my mind so much. Wow. There's so many benefits, you know, in exploring that for yourself. Yeah. You're very comfortable in exploring that. And my God, people take note. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've like, it's strange in my life. Like I came out as like, as gay and then I came out as bi for a bit. And then I was like, no, I'm, I'm gay. And then I was like, okay, I'm a trans woman. And now I came out as a porn star. And now I'm starting to think maybe I'm pan because I, I like yeah. a bunch of things now. And I just, I don't think it's like me being confused or anything like that. I think I'm just constantly like evolving and opening up my mind to these situations. Like I was a little bit closed off before, like, even when you probably met me, like I was much more subdued and quiet. And I feel yeah. like being like confident with yourself and who you are and opening up yourself to more people like you can kind of like explore this this evolution of yourself and your sexuality oh this evolution of yourself yeah. it is so true and there's uh, a definite electricity in your red hair now you know what I mean like <laughs> before it was, it was still incredibly glamorous but now there's like this neon electricity that runs through it because mm -hmm. you've seized this for yourself uh, <laughs> as you're as you're exploring and and experimenting how are you navigating boundaries are you deciding limits for yourself in the moment are there any that are firm for you now so the thing is like I have a boyfriend and I respect him like more than anything in the world like he's my rock my soulmate my biggest fan and we kind of have a, like a an agreement so like any I can sleep with other men if it's like for porn or for content or things like that um so that's one boundary that I have and I have maybe like five guys or so that I film only fans content with um people that I trust, of course, that I can like, I know they're clean and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard because like with them, they aren't porn stars, right? Like some of them have like wives and partners, so they don't show their faces and stuff. So there's like boundaries that like, that they have for me. Um, I think if I was in LA or like Vegas, I would probably be able to shoot with all these different porn stars um, and that wouldn't be an issue. But in terms of filming my own content, like there's so many boundaries that I have to respect and that they have to respect for me as well. So Absolutely. that's been one of the biggest adjustments. Yeah. And that's obviously something that continues to evolve uh, as you continue in the mm -hmm. industry. I mean, there's more boundaries and more understandings of yourself to really take to heart as you go forth. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I know that you're going to, you know, proceed with all the, the love and caution that is necessary because you're a goddamn professional. You have Thank been you. since the very beginning. You really are. So uh, are you. When I met you at Exotica, like I remember me and my team were so like starstruck. Just the way that you carry yourself, everyone's like, that's a fucking star. She's <laughs> <laughs> like that. strutting around, commanding everyone's attention no matter where you go. And I'm like, I need to be like that. Like I need to, at these events, you have to always be on and like be an elevated perception of yourself. I miss that so much. Just that that demand of, you know, yeah. energy to, to really be flourishing like that. It's, it's hard to not be in those big groups, you know, just being in a room full of people that are like-minded. It's, it's a I beautiful know. thing. I'll never take it for granted ever again. I mean that never, ever. Yeah. Same. And it's crazy because like, those are the type of events where you can like fully be yourself. Like before I came into the industry, I hadn't really met like a group of people are been in a setting where like everyone can just like genuinely be themselves without judgment or anything and yeah. like seeing people just like strutting around like yeah. feeling their oats I loved it yeah no it's so energizing mm -hmm. and you you've got this incredible mm -hmm. opportunity launching into the industry right yes. at this moment 
as the person that you are, I want to ask for your thoughts on what the depictions of trans porn are, trans sex, the trans experience. Would you say that you agree with the depictions that we have existing in the industry, or is there some kind of change you hope to influence with the content you're making? So the thing is, like, when I, before I got into the industry, I used to think, like, it's just perpetuating the idea that like we're sexual objects and just here to like satisfy men's fantasies and things like that. But the way I view it now is it's so empowering. Like a lot of trans women go through a lot of hardships in their lives. Lots of people do. And like a lot of them can't find proper jobs and things like that. But here we are in an industry where we're celebrated, mm-hmm. where we're loved, where we're killing it, where it's super lucrative and it's fulfilling and it's like really beautiful to see it's it's empowering it's is the opposite of what I thought it was before I started learning about it and I think that's what people should know that like the porn stars that they're supporting the porn that they're buying through these trans stars like this is changing our lives for the better and it's changing our community like I couldn't afford to like have even hormones like a couple years ago you know what I mean and like now I can afford so much more than that um and I just feel like I'm I'm like so confident in myself like I feel sexy and beautiful and I I don't think I really felt that until I realized how desired we are as a community and how and how strong you are when you you know unite when you are yeah. there to celebrate each other I mean that's so essential and I, I don't know if there's uh, a a, a very a community as positive for trans folk as I've seen as there is in porn. I mean, it's incredible. It's so it's it's a beautiful, beautiful industry, and it is. I will forever applaud anyone who makes a living in it. I I truly believe that it's incredible. Well, thank you. I, I completely agree. Like I didn't really have any trans friends before this, and now I have so many trans friends. We like always do like um, shout outs for each other on Twitter, on Instagram, on OnlyFans. And we help each other. Like I have a few girls that helped me so much build my OnlyFans. And um, it just feels kind of like a sisterhood and we're just all here killing it. And we want each other to succeed. And it's really beautiful. I'm also uh, personally a die hard trans porn fan. I are just you? want to say like Natalie Mars, Aubrey Kate, like these oh, are, yes. these are my constant keyword searches. I, <laughs> I absolutely love the content. That's just, you know, so expect a new fan. Okay. Get ready. Yes. I love it. Up in it like you know, <laughs> screenings in my apartment. Okay. Oh my God. Invite me. I'll come. <laughs> Literally. Yes, you will baby. <laughs> um, so- Tell us about the podcast. My goodness. I mean, yeah. what is this series all about and what uh, can viewers and listeners look forward to? So I really want to highlight like different markets within the industry. Like almost, I think everyone that I've interviewed so far and that I plan into for the April episodes are coming from like the LGBT community. They're all diverse. Um, I mean, Romy identifies as bisexual, Domino Presley's trans, the next star, um, is a gay porn star who's like super famous. The one after that does gay for pay. Um, yeah, I just, I really want to highlight all these different markets. Like I really, I have a BBW girl that I want to interview and just all these things like that people might be thinking of getting into. Like if, if I see like a friend who wants to like get into like 
a certain market of porn or like a niche section, like I want to have an episode for that specifically. You know what I mean? I've had a couple people reach out and they're like, oh, I watched like this episode. I'm like, no, watch the first one because like, it's so much more helpful, helpful for you. But I also want anyone watching it to just like be intrigued, right? Because even if you're not entering the industry, it's still good to learn about like how these people um, join the industry, how they're thriving, because from the outside, sometimes you might think, oh, whatever, they're just a porn star, like easy life, like, um, but it's not like it's a whole business, like these people work so incredibly hard. And it's really beautiful how much effort and time they put into this and like, all these different platforms and the strategies. And I think that's really cool to uncover as well. That's that is just it, though. That is the truth of it. There is first and foremost, an artistry to it, especially now that so much of the content creation is happening (laughs) from the performer. I mean, exactly. we are, you know, we're seeing this control of concept that is exclusively with the performers who are, you know, manning the cameras, creating the productions. But there's also the incredibly sophisticated business side of all of this that, again, right. a lot of it means you are your own manager. You are handling totally. your own business negotiations, making your own schedules, doing your own publicity outreach. I mean, exactly. You've got to recognize this. And, and I think it's ridiculous if someone doesn't want to acknowledge this industry for the you know incredibly savvy people who who make up this industry yeah I mean the people in this industry are so savvy and smart and I don't think we get enough credit for it outside of our our industry in this bubble I think people just like see us as porn stars and like there's a stigma attached to it but they don't understand that like nowadays like we aren't just a porn star, we're a producer, we're an agent, That's we're right. everything. Everything, <laughs> literally everything. And those aren't skills you get in school, honey, you know, like oh, never. you have to sharpen your mind to it. And you, that's cut from life experiences, learning the rights and wrongs uh, on your own dime, you know? Absolutely. I mean, the only thing I learned in school is how to put a condom on a banana. So I mean, <laughs> even have that class. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We, we did uh, sex ed for us was the diagrams of uh, STDs. They were still STDs at the time. And but. of course, abstinence being the utmost importance. That was really all that was taught in our sex education. Oh, I anti, can't wait for the anti-porn day. industry. <laughs> That's right. I can't wait for the day that we start integrating pleasure into the education and just you know the importance of understanding that sex is for pleasure but that might be too forward thinking you can't preach that enough because that will also help people with their mental health and you know at the same time like there's a lot like I'm talking about like all the positives positives and stuff of this industry but like there's a lot of stigma and shame that comes with being a porn star too if you're in the wrong mindset so I mean, having like some, some people in school teach you about pleasure and like that it's okay to enjoy yourself would be so beneficial. That's just the rule right there that it is. Okay. Can we start there? I would love to see that happen. I'll go teach it if I have to. (laughs) You would be perfect for that. For people that are considering taking this leap, thinking this is the year for me, I'm going to do it. I want to start getting into porn. What are the questions they need to answer for themselves? I think you need to answer if you want it to be short-term or long-term. Um, I mean, if you do studio porn, that is going to be there forever. You lose control of the content. You know, there's a lot of people who are just doing OnlyFans on the DL. And that's okay, too, if you just want to, like, you know, make a bit of extra coin. But if you want it to be, like, your full career, you can do that. 
And also like, you don't have to look a certain way. Like the reason why I struggled getting into it was I didn't know if like there was a market for me. Like I didn't look like every other girl that I see in trans porn. And at the same time, like I wasn't sure if people would would like me, like, but there's space for everyone. Like sometimes I see a performer, I'm like, wow, she's stunning. And then sometimes I see a performer and I don't say that, yeah. but they're still killing it, right? There's room for all these different people. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, you guys. It's all so, so true. Anyone, anyone can step into this business. You just gotta, you know, make sure the head is in the right place. As long as, yeah, if you have your head in the right place, like, and you have a plan and you're willing to treat it like, you know, something that's important. Like if you're just going to like throw on like a couple like posts every now and then on OnlyFans, it's not going to grow. But if you treat it like properly and you water it every day, it's going to grow into something beautiful. So you have to go into it, like knowing that it's a lot of effort. Like it's not even like within my first year, look like where I'm I'm at now, Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, I'm killing it. But like, it wouldn't have gotten to this point if I didn't like bust my ass like almost every day for the past year so that's something people also need to keep in mind that's right it is work it's work work it's not just glamour it is work and evie you are certainly doing it what an inspiration thank you so so much for chatting today please let these people know uh where to find you and of course where to listen to the podcast yeah, so the podcast, um, you can listen to it on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and also Camp Forest YouTube. And as for me, Evie underscore NV, so E-V-I-E underscore NV across like almost every platform. My goodness, how exciting. I am just so thrilled to watch your journey unfold. Thank you uh, for joining me today. <laughs> Likewise, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Thora. And uh, we'll be talking very soon, okay? I think I might. I hope so. Door. <laughs> yeah, message me. And when I'm in New York, I'll want to hang out. Oh, baby, for sure. Uh, so thank you once again. And uh, yeah, I'll let you know uh, when this one's stepping out. It might be perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, Bye, baby. This has been a CAM4 radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com.